Jesus said to him, Do you want to be healed? In the name of Jesus. Amen. Reagan whipped Mondale. The Tigers won the pennant. Mary Lou won gold. An old lady asked, where's the beef? The rain was purple. <laughs> and this poor guy, if we pretended that Jesus saw him at the pool called Bethesda today, this poor guy first fell ill. 38 years ago. It was 1984. That's a long time. It's a long time for anything, but it's a very, very long time to be an invalid. It's possible now that the man is actually 38 years old, and so he's never known anything other than being an invalid. But even if not, he's been an invalid for 38 years, which means he's probably pretty much forgotten what it was like to be anything else. And we don't know how long he's, he's been at this, this pool, this outdoor nursing home of sorts, pool reputed to have healing powers. Maybe he's been there all 38 years. Or maybe he's just been there since the people who had been taking care of him elsewhere got tired of that. The only thing we know for sure from the story is that when Jesus saw him there, he, quote, knew that he had already been there a long time. And how did he know that? I think he could just kind of tell. In the same way that if today you were to drop into a nursing home or a psych ward or a jail or an orphanage, with a little careful observation, I bet you could tell who had been there a very long time. You might even be able to tell who had been there the longest. In fact, maybe that's why Jesus went to this particular man at this pool, because he could tell that he'd been there the longest, maybe since 1984. Now, as far as healing miracles go, we get a bunch of these in the Bible, but this is a real outlier, for there's, there's no one crying out, Lord, have mercy. There's no uh, sneaking up cat-like to just touch the hem of his robe. There's no gopher sent to, to beg Jesus to just say the word and your servant will be healed. There's none of that. In fact, the verses that follow say that this guy knew nothing at all about Jesus. Had no idea who he even was. Just some weirdo walks into his nursing home, waltzes right up to him, locks eyes with him, and says, Do you want to be healed? What a question, right? <laughs> of course he wants to be healed, right? I mean, who wouldn't want to be healed, right? Right. That is exactly the right question. Who would not want to be healed? Maybe someone who had been sick for 38 years. Maybe someone who once upon a time sought out the best doctors and scoured the internet for the, the latest studies, who once upon a time prayed fervently that he might be whole, but then somewhere along the way, 
maybe after a year, maybe after 10 years, maybe after 30 years, whatever it was, finally gave up wanting because with the wanting only came the disappointment of not getting what he wanted. Easier to not want than to be disappointed again. Can you think of anyone like that? This relationship is not getting any better. Why bother? <laughs> my grandfather was a drunk. My father was a drunk. It's not alcoholism. Like Hank says, it's a family tradition. Why fight it? <laughs> you see how someone might not want to be healed because after a while, just wanting takes just too much energy. It's too hard to be let down again. It might be easier to see these sorts of things going on in other people, but my guess is that we've all got them, all got some ailment that's been with us so long. And I know I'm being a little bit metaphorical in making these things the emotional and relational sort of ailments, but more often than not, those are the things that most cripple us. All the things we say about ourselves and our relationships, maybe once upon a time you thought maybe healing was possible, but why bother anymore with even wanting? And Jesus said to him, get up. This guy who didn't even know Jesus, who didn't have any faith in him, heck, this guy had given up having any faith in humanity somewhere around 1992. But Jesus, I don't care if you want it. I'll want for you. Get up and walk. Fellow cripples, there is no promise of healing and wholeness in this life, but Christ is risen, and he's on the loose, and he heals. No one and nobody is beyond he whose love is stronger even than death. He can both heal you, if not your whole body now, your heart, your past. He knows all of your very long times. And loves you still. Heal us and hey, maybe this. Maybe use you to help heal someone. Use you as his hands and his voice to heal someone who has long since given up wanting to be healed. Who is it that comes to your mind? Maybe someone you love who has long since given up on wanting to be healed. How about you want for them? Maybe you're here this morning for the Holy Spirit to send you to someone who has given up on wanting to be healed. Do you want to be healed? Who else? Who else might not want to be healed? Maybe, maybe someone whose illness or addiction or grief or depression or anger has over time, maybe like over 38 years, become such a part of who he or she is that now in 2022, it doesn't even really want to be freed of it. Some of you may have heard of this guy back in the 4th century, great church father, St. Augustine. He writes in his confessions, recognizing how he recognized how his life of, uh, of, of wine and women, he was quite the partier, recognizing how his, wife, his life of, of wine and women, he knew that it would just make him more and more depressed and never fulfilled him, so he prayed this famous prayer. He said, God, make me chaste, but not yet. See, I kind of want to be free of that stuff, but then kind of I don't want to be free of it. I know the drink and the lust and the gossip, or especially these days, maybe the anger. How we all love our anger. 
I know it's this great big wound. I know I'm sick. I know it's crippling. But it's become such a part of who I am that it's hard for me to imagine myself without that stuff. Hard for me to imagine myself without that. I'm not even really sure I want that sickness healed. I mean, who would I be without my anger? I've told you before about Dan from the AA meetings here. Um, how he attended his first one 50 years ago on Christmas Eve, figuring the meeting would be canceled, but then he could still go home and tell his wife that he tried to go. I told you this before, too, telling me about how uh, uh, getting sober, he said, I was great at being drunk. I just stunk at being sober. Make me honest or peaceful or sober or not so angry. Make me chaste, Lord. But not yet. I'm thinking of a woman I know who's been a marriage, been in a marriage for well over 38 years where she hasn't been treated well for the last 35 or so. And I don't think she wants to be treated well. It's who she is. She's the ill-treated wife. That's how she views herself anyway. It's horribly sad. And as with other kinds of not wanting to be healed, I think it's probably true of all of us in more ways that we would like to or maybe even are able to admit. It's like we fall in love with our own wounds. <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome with our own sins, you know, where people fall in love with their captors. It's who I am. I'm the bullied kid at school. It's no fun being bullied, but at least it's a role to play. I mean, who am I going to be if I'm not that kid? Who am I going to be if I'm not the ill-treated wife or the drunk or the gossip or the, the bitter partisan or the angry child or whatever or this crippled man to whom Jesus asked with what I cannot help but hear as a little bit of an accusation, do you even want to be healed? I don't have anyone. That's what he says. Literally, he says, I don't have a man to put me into the pool. It's how he responds to Jesus' question, which is exactly the sort of smart aleck, dismissive, depressed response you'd expect from someone who had long since given up on wanting and or gotten used to playing a role. I don't have a man. No one cares about me. I don't have a man. Mind your own stupid business. I don't have a man. Don't taunt me with healing. I don't have a man. Except today he does. After 38 years, he has no faith. After 38 years, he has no desire to be healed. Just nearly four decades of emotional and physical scar tissue, but today he also has a man. Today he has the man. Today he has the Son of Man. Today he has the Son of God. Today he has Jesus, who of all the cripples at the pool, locks eyes with him and says, Today, today you have a man. Rise up and walk. Fellow cripples, today you have a man. I don't know exactly what your ailments are. I don't know what exactly it is you've long since given up on wanting. What sickness has become such a part of you that you have a hard time even wanting it gone? But you have a man. You have the man. You have the son of man. 
You're the Son of God, Jesus Christ, and He is for you, died for you, rose for you, lives for you, reigns for you once upon a time. The man, the Son of Man, the Son of God, who is the man for you with borrowed hands and borrowed feet, He took you to the pool. We don't have our pool here. It'll be here next week, but He took you to the pool. He took you to the baptismal pool where in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, He washed you clean of everything which could ever keep you from Him. Today you have a man, the Son of Man, the Son of God, who bears your sicknesses and carries your sorrows until he carries them away for good. Until he carries them away from good, he carries them with you. When that's too hard, he'll just carry you. Whether you believe it or not, <laughs> whether you want it or not, he'll do the wanting for you. Which is the best news of all. Because <laughs> it's really hard to want the right things sometimes. Want him or not, he is heaven sent. And hell bent on healing you whole and making you his. Fellow cripples, cripples, fellow cripples, whatever ails you, today you have a man. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not